If I trust you, are you more likely to trust another person? And if I distrust another person, are they more likely to distrust me? Trust is, unfortunately, a contagious emotion that can spread for good or bad. In today's episode, we are discussing the effects of trust within the teams in your organization and what can be done to establish a firm foundation. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician, author, and my father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. So I have some interesting news for you about one of your favorite yearly reports, the Edelman Trust Barometer. Oh, yes, that's that's interesting. Were you looking at 2022 findings? Yes, 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 I was. Now, for listeners out there, the Edelman Trust Barometer measures levels of trust in governance, businesses, NGOs, and media throughout the world. It actually, it, it's pretty depressing. So it's fun, <laughs> but you like that report. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> it got you interested in your new book. So there you yes, go. Yes, yes. Um, now they found that distrust is now society's default emotion. Um, six in 19 say their tendency is to distrust something until they see evidence that it can be trustworthy. However, of the studied institutions, business is once again the most trusted at 61%. In fact, 77% of respondents said that they trust their employer, making that relationship incredibly important. You know, that's a telling report and it gives a good look at where our trust is falling. While it's impossible for just one individual to restore the depleting trust in societies around the world, there, there is something a person can do to restore trust in their part of the world. Yes. And today we're focusing on what an individual can do to increase trust for their immediate team at work. You know, that is the world you have the biggest influence on. And this research comes from one of the chapters of the newly released book, The Trifecta of Trust. So Joe, do most teams out there have uh, a little bit of trust issues? <laughs> well, they do. Well, you know, I, I think we even found it in our team. And mm -hmm. I think most people would say that if they hadn't had them on their direct team, maybe you have some trust issues in other teams in your organization mm -hmm. that you might always get along with. Uh, Nicholas Christophus and James Fowler did some research a few years ago on how social networks shape our lives. And one of their first studies focused on happiness. <laughs> now, they found if you had a friend that was happy, the probability that you would be more happy goes up by 25%. They also found something they called three degrees of separation. And what that is, if you have a friend of a friend who's happy, you don't even know the friend of a friend, but the friend of your friend is happy, which makes your friend happy, which 
affects your happiness. So your happiness <laughs> could be affected by somebody you don't even know, which is, that's, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's powerful. So additional studies have been done on social networks uh, showing that smoking, divorce rates, <laughs> obesity, <laughs> and a variety of, so yeah, this is good because you can blame your obesity on your friends, right? <laughs> or, or the friend of a friend of a friend. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So there's a variety of factors influenced by networks. And over the past two years, I've been doing extensive research on trust for my new book, looking at trust between leaders, employees, organizations, the question I had was, is trust contagious? So basically, if I trust you, are you more likely to trust another person? And like I said before, if I, if I distrust another person, are they more likely to distrust me because of this contagious nature? Well, it's, it's a lot like the flu or COVID. Now, I compiled a data set of 25,248 matching peers who had evaluated each other on how much they were trusted. So each peer evaluated each other. So I'm looking at this graph and it shows if this peer was at the bottom 10% on their trust rating, their average rating of another peer was on average at the 41st percentile or nine points below average. So in other words, if I'm not trusted, if I'm hanging out at the 10th percentile, I am likely to trust you less. There you go. And that's what you saw in the data. Now, if your peers were highly trusted, if they're hanging out in the top 10%, they rated their peers on average at the 63rd percentile or 13 points above average. In other words, if you trust me, I'm likely to trust you also. That's, that is very interesting. This research reinforces that if your peers do not trust you, your tendency is to not trust them. And the implication is that one mistrusted individual quickly bleeds into a new circle of never-ending mistrust that spreads faster than you realize. It's a circle of life of trust and distrust. Right. Uh, most people have worked in a situation where there was either a high level of trust or distrust between managers or colleagues. As I looked at the ways trust or distrust spreads throughout teams and organizations, I established a few different types of team profiles we'll discuss today. But the first one is the poor execution and expertise team. Now, in this team, trust is low because of lackluster execution and expertise. Often the team is held back because of poor systems and ineffective processes. Too often, some leaders blame execution problems only on employee motivation. While that can be part of the problem, inefficient systems and poor processes can significantly influence the ability to execute. Mm, this is, I see where it's number one. This is a common team that I'm sure everyone has seen. Our next team of distrusted individuals is the nothing is ever good enough team. In this team, there is a great deal of criticism and little or no praise coming from those leaders. Team members are on the lookout for problems and anything done wrong. There's 
very little recognition and few rewards coming out and performance reviews, focus only on what people need to improve, not what they're doing well. Team members have few opportunities to learn new skills and progress in their careers. And that's a kind of a look at that team that you certainly wouldn't want to be on. <laughs> well, unless you're in the blame game team. <laughs> and this team, yeah, right? You know, it's like, it's your fault, right? Oh, yeah. In this team, there is a constant effort to blame others for mistakes or problems. Often these kinds of teams have people, uh, a few people who are scapegoats who receive most of the blame, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, this is such a ne negative existence for the scapegoats. Often they quit as soon as possible. In this team, most people resist taking responsibility for problems or difficulties. We're just, we're just digging down this barrel. And the last team, which many might consider the worst team to be on, is the micromanaged team. Uh, a clear sign of very low trust comes from a team where every action or decision is carefully scrutinized and critically evaluated by the team leader or even other team members. In the micromanaged team, people learn quickly that they should only do work that is requested, complete it in the approved way, and never, never, never innovate or take initiative to do something new. So none of these teams sound ideal, like, like we talked about. And while they may sound extreme, these problems are very common for a lot of teams. So the reality is, how can we fix this? How can we go from this distrust that's spreading to um, trust? <laughs> well, uh, outside of quitting and going to another place, well, they probably have the same kind of teams. At Zinger Folkman, we have the team trust assessment which is where I gather lots of research from, and, and this, you know, I got data from this assessment. When assessing trust for a team, we have a team member complete an assessment focused on the team's behavior on an overall level of trust and on the team along with three elements of trust, relationships, consistency, and expertise. When any of the three elements are below the 25th percentile, trust is diminished significantly. And when the element was above the 75th percentile or higher, trust increases. So we can, using this assessment, really gauge the level of trust and the three issues that cause this distrust. When all three elements are above the 75th percentile, trust was at the 88th percentile. At the same time, when any of the three elements are below the 25th percentile, trust is negatively affected. So it, it really is like a good diagnosis for a doctor. It recognizes the problem. Yeah. And in a high trust team, it's natural to trust other team members. I mean, seeing others trust each other encourages every team member to extend more trust. In a low trust team, people learn immediately to be on their guard. What is it that's causing this distrust? What are the triggers? So in lieu of our assessment, uh, we have some questions for you to consider for yourself and your team based on these three elements. Expertise and good judgment. Do you feel like team members are highly skilled in doing their work? Are team members honest about what they do and do not know? Does the level of expertise in the team lead to good judgments and decisions? Do you question the decisions made in the team? 
So on consistency, does every team member walk their talk and keep their promises? <laughs> Big thing. Are all team members working hard to deliver the needed results consistently? And do team members act as role models? And on the third thing, uh, relationships. Do you feel like you can be open and candid with the team? Are people in the team good listeners and willing to invest time in the relationship? Do you feel like some of the team members use others for their own gain? And are your team members genuine in their interactions? Great questions. And these are some to really carefully consider. If you're struggling with trusting a team member, rather than just writing somebody off or hoping you can work remotely and never see them get enough distance between you, it's more important to address those issues head on because it is like we talked at the beginning it is not just affecting your performance, but it influences those around you in every direction in ways that you don't even see or understand. Yeah, I, I got this quote from the late Colin Powell, one of the world's most trusted leaders. And what he said was, trust is the glue that holds people together. It is the lubricant that keeps the organization moving forward. And if you think about running out of oil in your car, your, your car freezes up. Mm -hmm. You can't change the whole world, but you can change your environment and the environment of those around you. Every person deserves to work each day in a team that trusts each other. So start spreading the trust. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's micro-learning session of the Trifecta of Trust, which has an option to include either a self-assessment, team assessment, or a full Trust 360, then I want to let you know about our upcoming webinar next week that is giving a preview of that session, and you will actually be able to participate in the trifecta of trust assessment for free. This is a great way for you to experience it and to see if this session would be a good opportunity for teams in your organization. We can tell you that we have tested this on many organizations and even our own leadership team and found some ways to improve. So I encourage you to register at the link in the episode notes. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Corin and Joe Folkman and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us out, give us a nice review and share it with your colleagues. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com.